Well, good morning, everyone out there. Happy Saturday morning. Um, You're listening to The Better Modesto Show with your host, Jim Applegate, who's not with us. Uh, he's on a plane somewhere flying in the sky. And uh, Chris Rickey and myself, your host, Ulysses Vasquez. Um, this is Power Talk Radio 13660, KFIV, and also live on the iHeartRadio app. And also you'll find us on social media and the podcast. Chris, how are you doing today? You know, I'm feeling lonely. Jim's like flying through the skies of this country somewhere. Yeah. I mean, last time he was like near the water in Santa Cruz. So he's like in the beach, he's in the sky. Like Jim is like a busy guy. Now now that I'm find out. Yeah, like a couple months ago, he's in Jordan, you know, just chilling like yeah. you do. Yeah, I mean, like, I only know people who are named Jordan. I've never been to Jordan itself. I, that makes two of us. I've not been to Jordan either. Yeah, no, it's, it's wild. It's a told, kingdom, though. It is. Is it still yeah. a kingdom? It's still a kingdom. Okay. Kingdom of Jordan. Yeah. That's, and we're, we're, and we're, just to clarify to our listeners, we're not talking about the reign of the Chicago Bulls kingdom. No, 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 <laughs> not that short. Um, yeah. No, yeah. It's a, it's like a place. It is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just to clarify for our listeners. Well, today we have a super exciting show today. Uh, today we have um, our guest is Jeff Pishney. He is the CEO and founder of Love Our Cities and love Stanislaus County. Uh, we're so excited to have them. I mean, you've seen the signs everywhere. They're love Waterford, love Salida, love Modesto. Um, so we're, we love that you're here with us today, Jeff. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. I'm not on a plane. I'm just, I'm, I'm in my hometown here, Modesto. So, but I, I think Jim is the lonely one. We're not, we have each other here, right? We're not, Jim's one that's flying next to us. Who knows what person in the sky right now, you know? Yeah, you know, I, I did offer to Jim that he could he could appear on Zoom via the plane um, and interview the person sitting next to him, but he he didn't he wasn't feeling that really feeling that yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean I, I mean I I thought that would have been a great idea. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Then then you could have <laughs> we could have looked out the window and been like, "There's something on the plane. There's something on the wing." Thing. <laughs> 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 Um, actually, and just uh, on a side note, um, this week I saw the Modesto B, uh, they were having a poll for what is the best uh, pizza place in our area. And so I feel like we have to definitely give our listeners our opinion on where, what are, what is our favorite place? Jeff, what is your favorite pizza place? You know, and I, I saw some of the results. I don't know if they're final yet, but I was shocked not to see Bob's Take and Bake near the top. I mean, I, I love Bob's Take and Bake. It's a local, and you know, I'm not, I mean, obviously I love when the pizza's cooked and it's ready to go ahead of you, before you as well. Uh, was it a, not, what's the Dust Bowl? Dust Bowl in Oakdale. That's, man, that's a good pizza place up there too. Um, but I love Bob's Take and Bake, man. I'm, I, I love it, man. Okay, shout out to Bob's Take and Bake. What about you, Chris? Um, not Bob's Take and Bake, definitely not. Um, uh, probably, 
probably uh i don't know that chicago place off of uh it's kind of across from quick yeah i never been there before quick stop it's pretty good really I yeah the it. one um the right by the fountain there scenic yeah. right over there yeah the, yeah the ryan dickerson fountain area yeah yeah that place is really good really yeah well shout out to them too and uh to our listeners, uh, feel free to share on social media or email us uh, to let us know what is your favorite uh, pizza place. Mine personally is as Michael's, the one that's right next to Harley Davidson. Yeah, that one's good. Um, oh, that, that place is good, good too. That place yeah. is really good. <laughs> yeah, I like that. The weird lot. location too. It is. it is. You can go buy a bike and then get some pizza right after. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, Jeff, uh, I definitely want to give some space to uh, to our listener for you to share with our listeners a little bit about yourself. You know how long you've yeah. lived in this community. I, I see Iowa all over your the the back there yeah. in, in Zoom in the Zoom land. So yeah. yeah, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well, I mean, you got I. I'm right now. It's March Madness. It's tournament time. My Hawkeyes just won the Big Ten championship, and I literally cried <laughs> when they won because I have had a long history. So, born and raised in Iowa, obviously. Why else would I be an Iowa fan? Um, and then went to school in Virginia, and we spent time in Florida. So near Quad Cities, maybe? Uh, Cedar Rapids, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Quad Cities is yeah a little south there. What, what's your connection with Quad Cities? Well, I used to manage a band called Flying Blind, and we oh, did yeah. a, a big concert in Quad Cities. Really? Um, Flying Blind was huge in Quad Cities, okay? Um, really? We owned Quad Cities. How about that? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So. All right. I've flown did, in a Quad uh, We had a good time. time. We had a very, we had an unusually good time in Quad Cities, so. Awesome. Yeah. I don't, I've never heard that people have said they've had a good time in Quad Cities before. Oh, let's just leave it That's there. Great. We should leave it there. We'll leave it there. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I was born in Cedar Rapids, but anyhow, so I came out to California about 20, 1995, 27 years ago. That, that is starting to date me a little bit. And, um, you know, I, I love it, man. I mean, this, I, people, even growing up, I always had long blonde hair. <laughs> people thought I was from California anyways, you know, wherever I went. And it just, it just works for me, man. And I met my wife out here, got kids, some in-laws are here. Um, I'm not going anywhere. This is, this is my home. And, um, and I just love, obviously I love this town and I see the good in it. I, I know we have challenges, but I love this town. I love this, this family community, you know, we all, I mean, we're not that big. Like we know each other. We like, Elisa, you said, yeah, you heard my name before. I mean, just our town, it's, it's, it's big, but it's also kind of small. I love being nearby, man, hour and a half of everywhere. Amazing in the world. Um, it's pretty awesome too. Um, so yeah, I mean, been here for a long time now and I'm definitely, I've been here, lived here longer than anywhere else. So this, this is, this is my home. I love it. That's awesome. Uh, and, you know, it's interesting because I feel like, you know, not everyone grew up, you know, I, I, my experience is I grew up here in Modesto. I grew up in the South San Modesto. And so, yeah, I mean, it is, it is like big and small all at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's funny because when I was out, out at Berkeley going to school and I would come back home, like I knew wherever I'd go, like at some point during the weekend or the week, I would run into someone that I knew. Like it was just like, I was just waiting to see like, who is it going to be this time? You know, and it would be That's at Costless, awesome. it would be at 
smart save more it would be at a restaurant it just you know it would be wherever so I definitely feel that it's like maybe it wasn't every day maybe like a small town but I definitely eventually would run into somebody that I knew so that, that I think that just makes it a little more homey it does it does I mean yeah in the Bay Area you don't get that as much do you I mean at least all the people I know there I mean, maybe some of the smaller communities over there but for the most part, people are coming and going and they don't know their neighbors as well as I think we know our neighbors here. Not that we're perfect, not that we've got, not that everybody does. We're striving for that, but uh, that's something that I'm super passionate about is knowing your neighbors, knowing the eight people who live around you, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's what makes, you know, a strong community. That's so true. You know, I, I wonder just, I just out of curiosity, you know, Iowa has a very strong um, fan base the wrestling team is really good as well that's right, that's right. a wrestler um i was wondering what what piece of iowa did you bring other than all yeah. those like banners what what do you think you brought from iowa to modesto you know that is so insightful for you to ask that question because i've not been asked that question i don't know if i've been asked that before and i think you're seeing the connection what people know about iowa is is it's it is i don't know it's small town it's family like super family centered it's it's community centered there's so many the parades the the fourth of july celebration downtown cedar rapids iowa being on those bridges and those fireworks going off nothing compares to that uh a couple years ago i took my wife i've been telling my wife for years that you need to see this unbelievable but i thought as a kid everything's bigger than it really is and better than it is we went back a couple years ago it was better than I, I expected. I mean, it was that amazing. And we don't have anything like that here, unfortunately. But there's something about, I don't know, just the values of knowing your neighbor and, and being involved in the community and volunteerism and all that is just, I think that has been instilled in me because I grew up with that. And so me coming out here, you're right. I think I've, you know, unintentionally, un, un, maybe intentionally, I don't know, wanted to infuse that into this community is a little bit of Iowa here, you know, and we're both eggs, we're both similar sized towns and we're kind of egg oriented. So I think we have a lot of similarities there. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, and it sounds like um, those similarities and those kind of values that you brought from Iowa probably had something to do with, you know, you being the founder of, of a, a very community-based um, community involved kind of organization like Live Our City. So um, after our break, we'll talk about a little bit more about Love Our Cities and Love Stanislaus County and Love Modesto and how that came came about. And so looking forward to that. So listeners, don't don't turn that dial. Uh, we'll be back uh, after the break. So you were listening to the Better Modesto show with your host, Ulysses Vasquez, uh, Chris Rickey and Jim Applegate. We miss you and we'll see you soon. All righty. See you after the break. Good morning, everyone. Uh, you are listening to the Better Modesto Show with your host, me, Ulysses Vasquez, and co-host Chris Rickey. Um, we're here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV and live on the iHeartRadio app. And if Saturday morning, uh, you know, maybe you slept in a little bit, which is okay. Um, hey, you can catch us on our podcast. Uh, you can find those links on our social media at the at Better Modesto Show on Instagram or on our link tree, which you can find um, on our Facebook as well. Um, yeah, so glad to be here with you, Chris. Chris, how you doing over there? Man, it's a, it's, it's just, it's been a good week. It's been a very good week. It's been busy, but um, 
you know, moving forward, dude. Dude, that's what it's all about. Moving forward. And I think as we're moving forward closer to um, April 30th, which is the date of, uh, of La Modesto here, um, Jeff, uh, tell us a little bit about how La Modesto uh, came to about. I, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I, maybe a lot of our listeners don't know the story behind how it came about. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to share this. So, I mean, certainly, I guess you identified my Iowa roots, you know, had something to do with this, you know. You know, it was uh, was 2007, um, around that time. And if, and if anyone of the listeners, you remember, if you were in Modesto in 2007, 2006, 7, 8, those are tough days in our town. I mean, the recession was in full swing mm-hmm. and house foreclosures were just everywhere. I mean, yawn, guards that were overgrown and I remember my neighbor, you know, they, you know, before they left, they turned the water on and left and flooded everything. And just people were, it was just the morale here was tough, man. Those are tough days. And so I remember, you know, asking the question, you know, a couple of questions was one is why is Modesto on all these worst cities list, which we were at that time for some reason. Um, and then the second question was, I was working at a church at that time. And we asked if our church would have suddenly disappeared, would anybody care or notice in our community? Mm. Would, would there be people out there protesting saying, don't go, you're good for our community. We need you here. And, and honestly, we didn't have a good answer. And, um, and so I think being a little bit reflective on that, start going, what if we, everyone's complaining right now, everyone's got some ideas on what, how we can better things, but let's do something. And so it just started with my wife and I and my, my kids and uh, young kids and some friends and young kids and some college students, we went down to Kewen Park, you know, right by that Loma area down there. And we just befriended people walking through the park and or people that were living in the park and um and just try to bring some hope you know and got our attention off ourselves and all of our challenges and say let's i think that's the best therapy there's in life is getting your attention on others not just ourselves and so that kind of got the ball rolling you know let's let's get that thing going and then um then we say hey you know what, what if we were to do this on a bigger scale you know and and the role i had at our church was to do something in the community and so um you know we said hey we weren't getting hundreds and thousands of people out yet. <laughs> it was just a few of us. And so after about eight months, I felt some pressure saying, Hey, you got to, you know, I thought my job was somewhat at stake, honestly, because I wasn't, you know, capturing the heart of thousands of people. Um, and so we, we went back to the drawing board and then we said, Hey, what if we did this like once or twice a year, we had these different project ideas. What if we, call, what if we came up with this? I love Modesto shirts kind of as a joke. It's not original, man. I mean, yeah, I love New York, I love San Francisco. Um, with it. what if we came to these shirts um, and had these decals and and we call this event this day love modesto and try to get as many people out you know as, as possible we we're hoping for 100 people and if 100 people were to show up man that'd be like 10 times the amount of people that were coming <laughs> every month that i was getting together yeah. that day came and over 1200 people showed up and, and mainly just from my church and we went out eight projects, Habitat for Humanity, going to retirement homes, convalescent homes, beautifying parks. I mean, just try to be creative. And, and we didn't have signs or anything. People just showed up. It just was, it was crazy, man. It was absolutely crazy. And we did it again and more people showed up. And I, I think I think we just made it easy for people to sign up. We made it a positive, it wasn't just a positive message, um, but it was action behind it, right? There was something you can do. You go to the website and, and those signs, you know, the city, 
you know, we had owner's permission and the city gave us permit to put the signs up, you know, around town. And that drew obviously lots of attention. And, and then other cities around us said, Hey, can you help us, you know, too? And then, yeah. and that thing just kind of, it just kind of took off, you know, with cities around now around the country. Um, and, but, but our home is here, this is our home, you know? And so really trying to grow not only the volunteer days, but what we do year round. I mean, I am more pat if what we do on the one day doesn't impact the year round that I don't want to do the one day. Mm. There's no point of cleaning something up and it goes to trashing in the next week, unless the neighbors are involved, less people have ownership. And so we really have a sustainable model in place. The one day is a catalytic event. It's exciting. It's fun. You know, and you know, it's getting, it's kind of level one volunteerism, getting people off the couch for a Saturday. And I believe if you can get people out, get them on that Habitat for Humanity home, get them down to that Giles Mission campus or whatever it is, they get infected, you know, and we, our survey shows about 30% return rate of people who continue to volunteer in the same project they signed up for. And that right there, that's what is going to, that's what is impacting our city is the ongoing volunteerism, the ongoing pride where people say, you know, Chris, you remember this, like back in 2007, eight, nine, I mean, just Modesto sucks. And, and, and actually that was the inspiration behind those t-shirts, by the way, it was these college kids had yeah. these black t-shirts on with white, white, white writing, Modesto sucks. They literally went to the print shop and made up their own shirts. They hated this town so much. So we said, Hey, what if we came up with, I love Modesto shirts, you know? Um, yeah. But I, I really believe when you say it over and over again, I love this town and you're positive about it. it's contagious. And the people, you know, you see it on social media, man, people trash our town, people leave, they go and they move to, whatever across the country and can't wait to get out of California and whatever, but, you know, be the change you want to be here. You know, if, if, if this town isn't all that you want it to be, then look in the freaking mirror, you know, I, I, you I know do something about it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, you know, I actually, Chris, I know you've mentioned when we had um, Brian Marks, uh, you had, you had certain feelings about Love Modesto um, at first about it being a volunteer. I think you had a challenge, right? For, yeah, well, I mean, we Tell me a little more Jeff's about already kind of like stolen my thunder on that. Oh, already, <laughs> you know, I always felt like, hey, you know, we 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 do always do these big things, and we come out, we are like, oh, we're gonna do a park cleanup day today. It's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. And uh, and don't get me wrong, park cleanup days are wonderful, mm-hmm. but if we don't uh, address systemic issues head yeah. on in our community every day, then we we feel great about ourselves and we, you know, we, we did something awesome, but then we're going back, like Jeff was saying, sitting on your couch for another year until the next one comes around. Um, So, you know, I was hopeful that they would, you know, the love Modesto would love Stanislaus and now, you know, love the universe. Uh, would do more on an ongoing basis and that's exactly what they've done so uh, they they not only accepted my challenge I think they far exceeded my expectations so I'm I, I'm pretty excited about what they're doing and I'm actually looking forward to you know a lot of the stuff they're talking about especially lower schools I think has a real potential to transform outcomes Mm-hmm. If they're, you know, if we can just get them some funding somehow. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. We need to, we need to look at this. We need to look at kids individually and find track, you know, pathways for their success. Um, and that will, that, you know, then if, when kids graduate from high school and when they have hope, they don't end up in the system. Yeah. 
no yeah. definitely i mean it, it, i mean it takes a village right to uh, to raise a child and it uh, it was great talking with kayla um dimaggio mm -hmm. yes um when she was on our show um actually we've had i think now a trifecta of people from the <laughs> love our cities and love san Jose county and i mean that was such an enriching conversation with kayla and also um, when we had our conversation with Love, uh, Love Stanislaus, our executive director, uh, Brian. Brian Marks, that was such a great conversation as well. So now we have you. And also, it's nice to clarify, uh, you're the CEO. I know, I don't know if you listened to the last episode, we accidentally called Brian Marks uh, the CEO. <laughs> he corrected that. He was like, hey, um, I don't, I don't, like, I don't want that job. Yeah, I don't want that. No, I'm good. He's like, I don't want that to come out in my review. <laughs> Um, but actually, I think I'm going to touch back on something you mentioned uh, a little earlier, and I, I think it's so true. I think rings true. For, I think for every organization, um, is that, um, and we have just we're we're here at the end. Uh, that it really is important for us to in our organizations what we do to model like if my organization is it were to just disappear, would our city miss us? Miss us? And I think that's such a good motto. I just love the heart behind that. Um, in your case, it was the church, right? And I know I actually heard Jim say actually the same thing uh, about Redeemer. Um, and so, but I think any organization can apply that yeah. model, right? It's like yeah, definitely. any nonprofit, is it really serving? If we would disappear, what would happen to our constituents? What would happen, um, you know, to the people that we're serving and the communities we're serving? So I just, I just love that. I love that. Um, and I, in the, for our next segment after the break, we'll, I want to hear a little bit more about the, the evolution of how it came from you know, love our love Modesto to all the other as aspects as we've talked about love our schools and kids and neighbors. Um, how did it evolve to that? Um, so yeah, don't touch that dial after the break. We'll talk about a little bit oh, more. Yeah, and, I'm, and when we come back, I'm putting Jeff on the spot, man. Ooh, okay. Look out. Oh god, it's gonna be, it's gonna be hardcore. Okay, bring right, it on. I can okay. take it. Look, looking forward to that. So um, we'll catch you after the break. You're listening to the Better Modesto show with your host. Ulysses Vasquez, myself, co-host Chris Ricky, and we're here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV and also live on the iHeartRadio app. Good morning, everyone. Hope you're doing something restful and just something relaxing uh, on this Saturday morning. You are listening to The Better Modesto Show with your host, myself, Ulysses Vasquez, a co-host Chris Ricky, on Power Talk 1360 KFIV and also live on the iHeartRadio app. Um, Chris, you had uh, you wanted to put Jeff on the hot seat. <laughs> yeah, so I have a project that I'm working on. Um, so I've, in my district, we've got parks, right? And we've got a lot of parks. And some of them are really like the most amazing parks, in, in, you know, in the city, like Griseta. And then we've got other parks like Sutter Park on Orangeburg, which I drive by every day when I take my kid to school. And it's just sad. And it's just, you, you drive by it and you can just see the park crying because no one has done anything to it in 30 years yeah. other than take the community pool that was there, fill it up with dirt and then cement over it. We did that. So, um, and so what I want to know is, so let's say like I was like a community member, which I am, and I wanted to do something about this park, which I do. How would I work with Love Modesto 
to do that? Or is that too ambitious? Maybe it is. I don't know. No, not at all, man. We have, I mean, a lot of park projects. Um, and actually, I remember one year, I think, how do they, isn't there like 90, Christy, maybe, you, I don't know if you know this or not, I think there's like 99 parks in Modesto. Like parks. 76, 76. But I think if you include the little island things or whatever, oh, maybe, yeah. maybe it's 99. <laughs> um, but I remember one year when Dennis Turner was the public works director, we said, hey, we're going to touch every single one of those 99 areas there. And I, the way that we went about doing it, first of all, I would say this is if it, if you live by a park, that's your park, that's your neighborhood park. That's not the city's park. That's your park. Don't expect the city. Now I'm not, and we're going to get to the city in a little bit, but don't just, Oh, we better get to the city. But don't just completely lean into the city and say, well, they need to pick up the garbage. They need to do, you know, wipe down the slides and keep it beautiful. Um, what there's some things level one things now, big projects, filling up swimming pools and all that. Yeah. I don't suggest neighbors just to go out there and put a bunch of concrete in a swimming pool. But, but I do believe that if in every neighborhood in our city, if everyone had ownership of their their street in front of them, their street around them, their back alley, their local park, and their local school. If everyone had ownership, if everyone did something, and I can't do everything, if everyone just had like that feeling of this is my local park, I'm telling you, our parks would go up a notch. Now, you do that, partnering with our city, with our parks and rec department. Now, they can't do everything either, but they can do some things. And I think if they see there are motivated citizens, motivated neighbors who have proved that, that they can take, take care of things and, then, and that we'll be responsible and they won't spray bleach on the slide, but they will, you know, you know, do the right, you know, Dawn soap and water. I mean, do it right. I mean, they're, they're willing. I have seen that our Parks and Rec has been willing to work with us. They just want to make sure that things are taken care of. Perhaps there's bigger dreams out there. There's more money to be raised on, you know, to, you know, getting new benches and all that kind of stuff. You know, there's a lot of politics to make that thing happen. And Chris, that's why we need great city council people, you know, that can help move the mountains in some of those areas. Um, and if I can do anything to help, you know, I'd love to help in that way. But I do know this. It doesn't take a lot of money for neighbors to, to take ownership of their local park. And, and, yeah, and I mean, it's really it. like the money is, you know, it's it's a fair amount. I mean, I think I'm estimating the kind of ideas that I have would probably cost around $100,000 maybe all in. And that means like putting up a basketball hoop on one side of the park, you know, where the pool used to be, or maybe not basketball, maybe pickleball or maybe whatever. I don't care. Something shuffleboard or bocce ball or something. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's a tether ball, put that back up. Yeah. You know, um, a whole lot. Fix, cover the, cover the um, picnic area. So it's usable in the summer, you know, just like relatively inexpensive, but high yield kind of improvements, you know, um, that the community could benefit from immediately. And, you know, would change the, the personality of the park, right? Because right now there's not a lot to do there. And, you know, the picnic area, because it's not covered is only useful, you know, what, three, three to six months a year, right? 
Yeah. Um, the play yard is really outdated. The pool obviously is no longer functional because it's been yeah. covered in cement. Um, so yeah, anyway, but I'm, I just, I'm trying to, I'm going to find a way to fix this sooner or later. Well, and let me ask you that. I mean, I, I've seen in other cities that we work with, um, and even in this city, if the neighbors can come together and, I mean, and, you know, talk with the city, talk with the Parks and Rec, saying, what can you do? What can we do? How much money can we raise? How much money can you raise? How much can we do something together here? Do a GoFundMe in, in the whole neighborhood. If everyone puts in a hundred bucks, you know, man, you could raise you know, a few dollars here. I mean, so I think there's some of these grassroots efforts that that's what gets me thinking. If I really want to see change, I'm going to meet with Parks and Rec and, right. and, and start strategizing with them. Yeah. No, yeah. And look at and it. I think that's an awesome idea. The, the challenge there is yeah. that as a council person, I have to weigh the resources of Parks and Rec, right? So no, Parks and no. Rec has a $9 million um, project at MLK they have to get done. Right. They've got a $9 million project at Cesar Chavez to get done. Yeah. So if I'm like, if I, as the leader, as the council person, if I'm like, hey, Parks and Rec, you should be working on Sutter Park instead. Yeah. That is not a good use of the city's resource. That's not the right answer, right? I have Aren't those grant dollars specific to those parks, though? Aren't those? Absolutely. But the time it takes to deploy those grant dollars. I understand. If I, if I put their concentration on Sutter Park, now they're not doing what they really the big upside and massive like yeah. improvements are going to be held up they could be held up who knows how long it could be six months it could be another year because i'm sitting here saying no help me on sutter park instead right so now i'm being a fool right like and i'm not helping the city but what i want jeff is both yeah you know I, mean? I, and I, I agree i'm with you on that and i think that I kind of made that point too is that i think it does take the city and the neighborhood coming together yeah, I agree. Yeah, and it sounds like I mean, obviously, from from what I'm hearing, it, it you know, obviously the city has its priorities. I mean, the development of the parks in West Side Modesto is long overdue, and so I'm glad that that's a focus for the for the parks. Um, but it you know, it's being creative and finding different organizations and gathering people in order to also make change for the parks in the meantime, um, and make the changes that we can. It sounds like that's that's the thought of like how do we kind of create a think tank and like put some action and get some people together. But Jeff's insight, like, talk, you know, yeah. we dealing with the neighborhood, getting them yeah. involved. That's, I think that that's probably the most important component of the whole argument. And, and you see it. I mean, the squeaky wheel gets, what, I don't know how that analogy goes, but you know what I mean? Like when, when neighbors come together and often, unfortunately, it's, I've seen this in, in neighborhoods that have more resources that have, they just have more opportunities for whatever reason. Sometimes they get the great playground next to them. Not always, but the neighbors that are struggling might not. Yeah. Um, and I, I just think it's so important to have neighborhood associations or neighborhood, you know, for someone, everyone wants to follow. How many people want to lead? We need, we need point people in each neighborhood. Say, so, you know what, I'll put something together here. I'll, I'll, I'll try to get my neighbors together here to like address an issue, you know, and, and we just, we need that, you know? And yeah. I think when that happens, man, you, changes can happen. We saw it in uh, dry, dry um, Loma Park down there. I mean, with that new playground and how much, all the money that was raised from the community and from, I think the city both poured into that thing. And I think that's, 
I think that's the model that that's going to have to, that will be the best. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a matter of like, it's people understanding what, how government actually works. Right. And so government uh, works when people take ownership of that government. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, Jeff, what you're describing is the way government actually works is that the people that really understand that are more likely to get together in certain neighborhoods to actually take ownership and move the government forward um and that's that's really it's educational right yes yeah. and, and I, I mean i also add i mean as we're as we're closing um and also is is you know a lot of sometimes those people who know the system a little bit more in, in this advocate yes have more time on the hand they have yeah. jobs that that's it right there uh, that, that provide um you know livable income and they have that extra time um to and not have to get, get a second job or work you know late nights and not have and that was my point. If you're working three jobs. You don't have time gets, to get everybody really together. You're just trying to survive, man. You know. But Jeff, uh, I think one thing that you did bring up is, you know, it does take a grassroots movement, right? It takes some leaders to get together and to make it easier for people to just kind of hop on, mm-hmm. um, and just you know join the movement or join whatever the they're working towards. If that's a park development or a sidewalk or things like that, and so. And that's kind of the hope of like Love Modesto in a way that it would inspire people that not just for that day, but to go, man, this is where at my town, this is where I live. This is my neighborhood. I, I'm going to sign up for my local, I'm going to put my local park as a project. And so that we would, you know, I think yeah. that's the whole point of this thing is just to inspire people to do something bigger than what maybe they've done before. And exactly. And I, I want to hear a little bit more about how people can get involved on April 30th for Love Modesto and starting that process and getting involved uh, a part of a great movement that's here in Modesto. So We'll talk a little bit more about the upcoming event for Love Modesto um, and other upcoming upcoming uh, opportunities that are coming from Love Our Cities and Love Sanchez County. So um, we'll talk a little bit more about that after the break. You are listening to The Better Modesto Show with your host, Ulysses Vasquez, and co-host, uh, Chris Rickey, on Power Talk 1360 KFIV and also live on the iHeartRadio app. See you after the break. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to the Better Modesto Show with your hosts, Ulysses Vasquez, myself, and our co-host, Chris Rickey, on Power Talk 1360 KFIV, and also live on the iHeartRadio app, and also uh, available on podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Um, also, we're on social media, so uh, if you want to keep up to date of who's coming up, um, also just you know different posts about just what's going on in our city uh, follow us on instagram at the better modesto show um, also email us we'd love to hear from um, you our listeners uh, if you have suggestions please let us know um, of who you want to hear also on this show who's make who 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 have you heard or who would you love to hear them and give this platform yeah to just echo all the great things that are happening um, in modesto and so uh, in our previous segment, uh, we were talking about, you know, the importance of having leaders and organizations that provide a really easy entryway for people who are, don't know how to get started. Where can I start serving? Um, and I think Love Modesto, Love Snowsells County, Love Our Cities is a great place to start. And Jeff, you'll, you'll have a, an event coming up. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Oh yeah. So April 30th, just we're at what a few Saturdays away here. The last Saturday in April every year is our big love Modesto day. And what's exciting about this year is we're back. We are back after like two <laughs> years of not being able to gather downtown. We've done projects these last couple of years, but now we're back downtown. 
So at eight o'clock AM festivities begin, there's, you know, free Starbucks and, and yogurt mill and, and save Mart and there's fire trucks, there's bounce houses. It's just like carnival like atmosphere, great music going on. We've got a huge sound system. It just blows downtown rivaling X fest sound system. Um, <laughs> But and, and then at well then at seven o'clock we have a pancake breakfast too. So seven to eight thirty pancake breakfast. At North Quanas is putting that on. It's ten dollars a person, a plate, and hundred percent proceeds go to Love Modesto to help make this thing happen. And then eight o'clock festivities begin. And then about eight forty-five is our rally from the stage. We you know throw all kinds of shirts and giveaways out into the crowd. It's just super fun. Before then we go to our project locations. We tell everyone, hey. You know, this is one of the biggest gatherings in Modesto and, and we love our town. It's just, it's so, man, it's just so contagious that just, you see so many people around you that, that, that are loving this town, that are proud, proud of this town and, and, and getting out there and doing something about it. And then, you know, again, people go out well, about 70 or this year, over 70 projects, you know, that you can do, you can sign up now, lovemodesto.com. You can see all the different projects. There's manual labor projects, there's school projects, there's, you know, you, you name, there's something for everyone. I mean, I think a lot of people, oh, I can't, Love and S was that cleanup day. No, 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 there's some cleanup stuff, but there's all kinds of other things. There's writing encouragement notes to our veterans, you know, I mean, to our school teachers. And I mean, there's just so many practical things to do. So it doesn't matter how old you are. doesn't matter how young you are. doesn't matter if you're how able, disabled, um, what your background is, what your beliefs are, whatever. I mean, one thing we can all agree on is let's let's love our town. Let's make our town better. And I don't think there's a whole lot of things today that people aren't, I mean, are agreeing on, you know, but this is one, you know, so no matter what your political beliefs are, you know what? I mean, it's so cool to see people come together and get to know each other and have fun together and, and, and just do some practical things to help improve our community. And so April 30th, lovemodesto.com, um, one of the most amazing days of the year that we have in our town. It's so awesome. I actually, I think one of the Lombardestos um, that I've participated in, um, just to echo how it's open for anybody to do anything, right? I've, I've painted um, at Johansson High School where, where I attended high school. Um, I painted like the, you know, where the firefighter trucks put the like no parking zone. I've done that. Um, I've heard people like writing letters to teachers and support and creating doormats and things like that. It just... Oh, and then obviously, you know, doing the park and doing the cleanup stuff. Um, mm -hmm. That is so amazing. You know, I, I think that's just so needed in a time where we're, I think, slowly kind of seeing the light yeah. and kind of kind of coming out a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and so I think this is definitely a great opportunity for, hey, if you want to get out of the house and just do something to love your city um, and better Modesto, really, in a very practical way, yeah. this is a good way just to get started. This is, this is just like a great way to do that. So be sure to sign up um, for April 30th. And then where, so they can sign up online, right? That's lovemodesto.com. Lovemodesto.com. You'll, you'll be seeing signs everywhere and posters. You're, you can't drive or go anywhere in our town here in a couple of weeks. You're going to see it everywhere. Yeah. I was going to ask. So there's a lot of organizations that partner with you. Um, yeah. If there's a business out there uh, or a nonprofit or some group that would love to have volunteers um, come and help out. How, do, how does one go about 
I mean, go to lovemodesto.com. There's a project submission button where you can submit, you know, um, you know, your project idea, you know, and, um, and then we will want to work with you. So, I mean, again, you name the nonprofit, the, we work with anybody and everybody, anyone that's doing good in our town. We want to give them as many volunteers as they need, not only for that day, but for long-term. And I think that's what we hear from our nonprofits is that they love us because we can infuse them with, with so much, you know, excitement from volunteers, you know, getting a part. And so, yeah, just go to our website and submit your project ideas. We, yeah. we want to help as many ways as possible in our town. That is so awesome. Chris, uh, what do you think about all of it? Well, what's really cool we haven't really talked about is that Love Modesto is not like a one day thing anymore. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's uh, multiple days. There's one in the fall. There's one in the spring. Correct, Jeff. Well, right about. Well, we did the fall the last two years because the COVID thing, but we're really what we did before that is really just the spring, the one day a year. Because you know what, Chris, the reason why, because all of a sudden people can check box. Hey, I did my two volunteer days for the year. I did the one day. The point of the one day is the is inspired for the ongoing. And, uh -huh. and so we kind of met, even one year we did it three times, and it's like, wait a minute, we're we're competing against the, the the huge value that we have of ongoing volunteers and ongoing involvement. So the one day just be a fun one day, but we want to put all of our energy and efforts to ongoing efforts throughout the year, you know, working with. I got you. I got you. That's, I love that. I love that. And you know, the other thing that I've heard, and again, this is why it's great to have you here because you get to confirm all these rumors you hear. <laughs> some, let me do it Fox news style. Some, some people have been saying <laughs> that, uh, that you guys are doing love modestos all over the country. <laughs> is that true, Jeff? Actually, it is. Not love modestos, but love. Right. Yeah. Well, what's amazing is, and I shared a little bit how, you know, just in Stanislaus County, we've got, I think, 10 cities on board, loving their so Waterford, love Patterson, love Ceres and Turlock and all that. And then, you know, in California, I mean, I think there's probably another 50 some cities in California. And then across countries right now, we're working with over 100 cities, over 150 cities are in process, you know, active as well as some that are just they want to make it happen. So hopefully this next year we can get them on board. But our, and that's why we started another organization called Love Our Cities. Hmm. Love Our Cities really focuses on the cities outside of our area. Love Stanislaus County obviously focuses on cities in our area. And so we've got big dreams, man. I, I think in the, in the next 10 years, we've got plans and to help over a thousand cities around the world. I mean, it's pretty so exciting, man. And it's, uh, it's just a lot of good karma, you know, and we need more of that in our world, man. And I, what I love is this is our working model here. Like this is our home. Like, so like Modesto, you are inspiring. So on April 30th, I've got cities flying out here from all over the country. that are going to be observing what we're doing. And they do it every year when we used to, you know, 2019 was the most recent year, but this year there, I mean, I've got at least 10 different cities from all over the country that are coming out and just checking out what we're doing. They get to stay in our Modesto hotel. They're going to eat our Modesto restaurant and they're going to observe everything we're doing. And hopefully we can inspire them to take that back to their city. That's amazing. Love it. Love I mean, it. We're, we're, what we're doing and you're allowing your organizations allowing us everyone to do is to together, like shake the stigma that I've heard growing up about Modesto of like, oh, you live in Modesto and, you know, allowing us to be proud of something and allowing other people to really understand all the goodness um, and all the love that can be shown to, to a place that we live, you know, really changing the way communities 
can really help each other and like invest in each other um, for the good, right? For the love. And so, um, yeah, I, I appreciate that the karma, the love, and just modeling loving thy neighbor, right? Which is yeah. so important. Um, Mr. Rogers always talked about um, looking for the helpers in those in those times of of difficulty. And so, thank you for thank you, Jeff, for being a helper. And uh, creating a space so that we all all can participate in being helpers in our community. So you're welcome. Yeah, um, I'm getting. I just want to say that the goal is, yeah, come out that day. It's going to be a lot of fun, but that day is not the end goal. Hopefully, that's just the beginning. And we want people to continue to volunteer in the project they signed up for, or just regularly volunteer in our community. Just do one. If everyone did one thing, I mean, our community will be better for that. We also have three, you know, we've had, we talked about on the show before, three main kind of initiatives, love our schools, love our neighbors, love our kids. We kind of looked at what are some of the voids in our area and we want to do everything we can for neighbors to get to know each other and, and, and to meet the needs of, of neighbors and to partner with our local school, get involved in your local school. And then think of all the kids and families that come from hard places in our community and many of them in and out of foster care just really passionate about so many invisible people in our community advocating for them. So we have these initiatives as well that are ongoing throughout the year, but the big one day kind of is the catalytic event that kind of, you know, kicks it all off. That's awesome. Well, we could have another whole segment on this conversation and appreciate your time here, Jeff, with us. Thanks, Chris. Um, and you were listening to the Better Modesto show with our host, myself, Ulysses Vasquez. Uh, co-host Chris Rickey on Power Talk 1360 KFIV and also live on the iHeartRadio app. Have a great Saturday, everyone.